Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. Welcome to episode 31. Once again, guys, welcome. I appreciate you being here. My name is Chris. I'm your host. And if you're new to this podcast, feel free to go back to episode one and catch up. That is, of course, if you want to. Otherwise, guys, you know what I always say, especially the last couple episodes. Welcome aboard. So, you know, it seems to be a pretty common thing lately because, you know, trying to keep, trying to continue moving forward. And the last two weeks or so, I end up basically going, I don't know what to talk about. But, you know, and I don't know about you guys, but like, I know on my end, it's a lot easier to basically blow it off. You know, the, the harder thing to do is to keep pushing forward to actually make the effort and do the stuff you gotta do and whatever. It's easy to be like certain people I know. And, uh, you know, sit in their room, post TikToks, you know, and, and giving every excuse out of the book as to why they can't do stuff. Like, I don't have a ride, I can't do this, I can't do that, or, or play the victim. You know, I can't do this because of so-and-so, but, so, that brings, <laughs> so, that brings me to today's topic. So, today's topic is accountability. things, at least with some people, 
treating treating you like an adult did, apparently didn't include you helping out or them helping out rather not you you know but say you know what I'm talking about like when you're when some if somebody in general says treat me like an adult to you and they stay with you in your place or whatever or you're helping them but then you were asking them to actually like make effort on errand and they're like I don't want like I should be expected to do that for anybody that, I mean maybe some people need to hear this but moving out of one like living in one house where basically uh, other people are taking care of the bulk of stuff they're asking you for a little bit but you don't want you feel like you're being basically you've been negatively influenced to thinking that you know you're being taken advantage of because let's say for example let's say somebody has a $2,500 rent and they have somebody living in their, in their house with them and all they're asking them like hey can you put like, contribute a little bit towards groceries or can you put like 200 every two weeks to help towards that rent balance because guys out there down here especially like because I'm using this as an example but down here in Nashville there's some basic apartments that are like 2500 bucks you know per month or whatever and that's just for the basic that's like a two there's some two bedrooms that are that, that high we have a three bedroom townhome that when we when we moved down to Nashville we um I think we were paying like 1500 and we've been there six or seven years and every year it's got up like 150 bucks a month so we're up to like 2200 now and we're trying to hold we're trying to just stay where we're at and keep at it until we are in a position to buy a house because we don't want to go rent again even though I kind of want to rent again because I kind of would love to move outside of Nashville find a really cheap place you know like 1200 1500 or actually I'm, I'm, I'm shooting more towards 1000 like 1200 close you know that range but you know we're trying to hold out stuff but um but when somebody's staying with you and they don't they you know they want to basically go to work their job they want to be able to spend their money on whatever they want and they want to um they don't think they should be expected to contribute at all like why should i have to help with groceries why should i have to help towards rent well because you're living here and because we're feeding you you know it's like you're eating our food you're using our utility you're using our internet or electricity or whatever it's like you know i mean I'm not saying you got to go all out but somebody being willing to or or another other thing is helping around the helping around the home, you know, like cleaning up after yourself, for instance. Like if somebody's living with you and not really wanting to contribute at all, but they're using eating your food, using your dishes, and all they do is throw the stuff in the sink, you know, with food caked on it, so rinsing it off. Because I've always been, you know, the way I always thought about it. And I've been, I'm, I'm glad I got my youngest kind of following along now. Um, you know, kind of, cause you know how it is. Things like spaghettios and whatnot with tomato sauce, whatever. If you leave it just sitting around, it gets it's, it kind of gets caked down there in a way, where you can't just clean it off. You have to like you literally have to soak it for like at least half an hour or so, and then let it uh, and then that'll that'll make it where you can scrub it down or whatever. But by using dishes or whatever, leaving stuff caked on there, and like for instance. Going to work and the sink's clean, and 
can come back from work and the seat's full of dishes and it's mostly that one individual that's filling, you know, making food and just throwing stuff in the sink. And of course, like anytime you would ask them for help, it's, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. You know, I mean, I get laziness, I get procrastination, I get it, you know. Like, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm lazy when I, when I'm, I allow myself to be lazy when I can, but there's a lot of times that I have, like, even though I'm feeling lazy, I'm like, I gotta get up and do such and such. Gotta get up and do this. Gotta get up and do that. Especially when I'm out here doing, when I'm doing my, uh, my route. I'll be going up towards Illinois to do my, uh, to do my swap with the other, with the uh, Minnesota team. And when they leave, when I get back and I've eaten my, my food that I've heated up, I've got my, uh, my extra large slushy. Got my water bottles re-iced and refilled up with water. And I'm ready to go. But I end up and my 30 minutes have been up. And then I but then I get on Facebook and I start scrolling. You know, watching some reels, you know, looking looking at posts. And I'm thinking to myself, I really need to get going. Like I really should get back on the road. But I'm like, I don't feel like doing it though, but I'm like, I need to get back though. So I end up forcing myself to put the phone down, you know, and go ahead and get back on the road, start heading back towards Nashville. But it's like so. Um, it's like one of those things, you know. It's like you can't. We can't force people to grow up. You know, we can't force them to actually be an actual adult, not just a, hey, I'm an, I'm an adult, but I want to live in free. I'm an adult, but I'm not going to make this phone call to try to get a better job or get set up benefits with or set up benefits with the state because ah, I don't have a car to get over there. Okay, well, there's Uber. Or, you know, it's just, you know, it could be very annoying for the rest of us when we, we know what might have happened or what's going on or whatever, but that one person... All the all that all those people it might be that one person or somebody in your life or somebody you know. All they might be doing is basically making excuses as to why they can't do such and such. It's never I can't do it because I put it off. <laughs> it's always I can't do that because of so and so. Like, for example, can't talk to my parents because I'm mad at them for such and such. And the funny thing is, is, it might be a topic that, there might be a situation that they're saying they're mad at their parents about that actually happened between their parents and someone else. Didn't have anything to do with, with their kid. Like, the kids know about it. But that's what I'm just talking about. Using BS reasons like that, that have nothing to do with them. As to why they can't make a phone call or do something. Because, well, I can't talk to them because of this. You know, it's like, okay, well, why are you mad about that? That has nothing to do with you. Or I can't go do this really, really important thing because I don't know have a ride. And uh, you know, it's called Uber, Lyft, call friend. You know, if it has, if it's important, if it if it's important, it needs to be done. Then, then I should do it. So, that's just one of those one of those things. You know, it's like. Wish you, you just want to, some people like that, you just want to shake them. Hell, you know, I would say is I want to go as far as like there's certain people that I've said, I've actually commented on posts on Facebook that I've I deleted pretty quick afterwards, but everything I said out there was factual, it was all truth. I wasn't, you know, just making shit up as I go. 
but I deleted it because, you know, certain, certain, you know, certain people didn't like it. You know, well, I say certain people, and then other, then some of the, the, some of the other people were, were uh, relatives and whatnot that actually were like, you shouldn't post that, it's family. Okay, fine, whatever. I'll delete it. I don't mind talking about it on here as much because it's, this is not necessarily, you know, it's a podcast, it's not social media necessarily, you know. It's not something where you post a, where you write a big long thing and people can comment and start a big controversy, whatever. I'm like, nope, I'm just talking about your podcast. I mean, obviously, I have the email set up, so anybody that has a has anything that they want to want to say about it, you know, they can they can send me a shout, you know, Logic Show Podcast Gmail.com. But oh yeah, it is. It's like sometimes all we can do, especially when we're out when we're when we're actually responsible adults, and we're out here doing what we gotta do. Like I never call out. I'm out here five days a week doing my route. I get, you know, I, I do my route. I get home, probably get to bed by like 5 a.m., get up mid-afternoon, hang out for just a little bit, maybe like two hours or whatever with uh, the wife and kiddo. And then I head back to the truck and do it again. Then I, I you know, I kind of like unwind and try to de-stress a little bit on my days off by doing my fireball and my beer and, you know, some margarita mix, whatever. I, it's funny because I actually stopped you know doing i stopped doing some of that um for yeah, quite a while um, wasn't doing the beer margarita mix and for a while wasn't doing the fireball what i started doing was i was doing like uh i was getting bourbon so i was doing bourbon i don't think i was doing anything else but they started doing uh started doing wine you know, but the thing is, like, when I'm when I'm enjoying my adult beverages, I like, I mean, I don't want to get shit face drunk, but I do like to feel it. I like to get that, that little bit of buzz going on. And I like to do it without having to drink a lot. Like, I could drink probably an entire bottle of wine, like one of the big bottles, and I will feel it at the end, but I'll have to drink almost the whole bottle before I'm like, ooh, okay, here we go. But, so what I used to do was like two, two beers, I would do two glasses of margarita mix, and I'd probably and then I would have Diet Dr Pepper with Fireball. Because I don't know if y'all heard it, yeah, but I, I heard on the radio one day when, that uh, if you do liquor with diet soda instead of regular soda, like instead of Jack and Coke, like Jack and Diet Coke, because it's diet soda doesn't have any sugar, that the alcohol is going to hit you quicker. It hits bloodstream, bloodstream quicker because you don't you have less sugar to burn, so then you'll feel it quicker. Which I guess makes sense because um, when I went back to doing some Fireball a couple weeks back, I was doing Cherry Coke, which of course not not Diet Cherry Coke, but regular Cherry Coke. I don't even know if there's a Diet Cherry Coke. There might be, <laughs> or sugar-free Cherry Coke. I don't know if there's that either, but but. Uh, Shout out to anybody here in this Illinois penitentiary that I'm passing right now, coming up 57. Don't know if I have any listeners in there, but hey, shout out to you guys. Hope you guys keep your shit together. <laughs> Finding God, get, you know, get your education, whatever, whatever they do in prisons or whatever. Um, be blessed, of course. But uh, anyway, guys, you know. Um, 
So I was doing Cherry Coke with Fireball for a little bit. And it was good. It was good. I, I did feel it. You know, I was feeling it a little bit, but obviously, you know, it was the regular soda, you know, with the sugar or whatever. It wasn't quite as much. But what I do with the Diet Dr. Pepper, I definitely, you know, it definitely hits me. And I can I feel it pretty, uh, pretty quick. Still doing wine, too, you know, but part of that is, like, with, with things. For me, it's the... All the crap that went down with my my oldest and some shit is going down again with her. You know things I'm not sure I want to go into full full detail, but there's some stuff going down and she's basically dragging her feet, and being reluctant. And lack of what I will say is that basically she's about to be homeless in two weeks, and her grandmother's you know pushing her to get in contact with us even though we, we made her room a, uh, a game room slash art room for our kid for our youngest kiddo so we don't have we don't really have the room for her at home but you know we would move stuff around probably like you know one of the other rooms downstairs or whatever and put up like an, uh, an air bed for her you know so she can have a place but I, I know I know damn well that she still has to talk to us since she left so that's why the, some of the things I've talked about as far as like, you know, not taking accountability or whatever, she's still blaming us, like she's still you know, blaming us for things that didn't even happen. Like she's conjured up. They did this, they... You know, give you guys one example, you got some, maybe some humor for you is, like I said, $2,200 a month in rent. She, uh... Uh, we were at like she came to be a couple like a couple years before she left because she was working full time and we were taking care of everything and she came to me and said dad how, how can I help what can I do like I don't want you guys to take care of everything and I was like well I was like if you're willing to put like 200 on every like what do you get paid every every two weeks for like towards the rent I mean we're paying damn near two grand at that point it was like two grand but now it's way 200 I said we're paying two grand a month in rent. You know, if you would do two hundred every two weeks, that would knock out a little bit, we'd take a little bit off, a little bit off mom's and my plate, and we would really appreciate that. You know, and also if you're willing to, you know, put anything towards groceries since we're feeding you and your kiddo, you know, we're taking care of you and your kiddo. And she's like, absolutely, yeah, no problem. Fast forward to a year and a half, actually two years back. Um, her older sibling from another dad, Eli, moved in with us. And, been with us for a month and it's a couple years older than her and is in no better position than her like working a crap job blasting her like pizza hut or not a crap job but you know working a dead-end job is what the way my parents would describe it. and uh you know living at home with her parents her adopted parents so not really in a better spot, not somebody that, should, that somebody should think of as, oh, hey, they're a role model, but my oldest did. You know, she still does. Like, I idolize them. They're the only one that makes me feel safe. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So, <laughs> but, so Eli moved in with us, and Allie and Eli started talking, like, every night for a couple hours. I moved out after a month because they, they basically said you're just like adults. We're like, well, adults have bills. So, 
like we're breaking them down to make it easy for everybody, make it easier for everybody, like four adults working, you know, four working adults and everybody taking out a little bit so that way it wasn't all on one person or two people or whatever it's like but they didn't like that it's like well we want to be able to come and go as we please we're fucking adults blah 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 they wanted to have the freedom that you you know freedom to be an adult come and go as you please do whatever they want while still getting fed at home while still you know being taken care of having basically free internet and you know place to sleep and whatever and it's like that's not how the world works you know that's basically we're like if you want to be an adult adults actually have to take care of shit so but so then uh you know now it's it, you know fast forward to currently she's basically you know gonna be homeless in a couple weeks most likely and you know my wife is all about she wants she wants to plan for going up there on the like 22nd or something with the intent to bring Allie or kid back here and I'm like if she doesn't call us if she doesn't express that she wants to come home can't do it like I would not I would not plan on going up there if she's still dragging her feet basically giving she's, she's giving her grandmother all these excuses why she can't why she can't talk to us you know, and she's giving an example like I'm still mad at mad at them because like something thing happened with my mom and someone else and you know my dad or whatever and you know I, I'm mad at them for that. We're like, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with you, so you have the right to be mad about that. Like even, even she's basically using it as it's another excuse, another thing. There's always an excuse why she can't do anything. Can't go, can't go to the state to ask for help because she couldn't get a ride to go get a fucking Uber, you know. Can't do such and such because, well, I mean, I sent a money order and I can't, you know, they just didn't deposit it. Which, of course, I'm like, we're all like, um, you wouldn't be able to tell if they deposited it because there's no way to check that. Or can't work day shit, or I was working nights because like I couldn't get, or I wasn't working the the sense such a such shift because I didn't have anyone to watch my kiddo during those shifts. It's like, always an excuse. And she's gonna be 23. And Allie, I'm gonna put it out there. You ever come across this podcast? I don't think you will. But Allie, if you ever come across this podcast, I just want you to know as your dad, I love you. I'm very frustrated with you. I'm very hurt by the things you did. I prefer it to be as a, as a for the people listening out there when she left the way she did in a very very dramatic way very like out of the blue didn't talk to us about it just all of a sudden left Eli came down with her dad's pickup truck and Allie packed up whatever she could in the back of the truck and left and left her room basically full and then swore to us when she was leaving that, that like with tears streaming down her face I'm not taking him like our grandson I'm not taking him from you you still see him I swear literally got out of state and my wife was because she promised to my, to my wife that we could do a video call later with, with the grandson and literally she got out of state basically she told my wife fuck you leave me alone I want to be left alone with my son so we don't know what the hell's going on in her head you know this past year and a half because all the whatever they were talking about whatever they caught up 
and as a parent, very, very, very frustrating and very, very hurtful just because of the fact that we did nothing but try to try to help her. A year and a half later, still in the same boat though. No license, like she still doesn't drive, still has no, doesn't have a license, doesn't have a car, doesn't have a really good job. Always an excuse why she can't do such and such, whatever. It, uh, maybe it's just me, but I feel like when you're when a year and a half, like 16 months, I guess is what the official time length now. 16 months is more than enough time for somebody to get a really good job, to go out there finding a job, to get maybe get get in school, to start working on like a like a, like a degree towards a career or whatever, or you know to, to get their own place, you know. But if you're just camping out in somebody else's place because they're not charging you rent and you get to use their internet they're feeding you which you know the benefit she got from leaving us and going there is the fact that she was she was helping out with us but she wasn't helping out there and here's the funny thing that people tend to laugh about some of the things that the quote the quotes that I've given them that I've heard from other people that she said is that we raped her on the rent or like you paid 200 every two weeks on a 22 or $2,000 balance and supposedly we used her to launder money and I heard that and of course I told that to the people and they're like does she even know what laundering money is and said I don't know doesn't sound like it but Thing where I kind of got off a little bit of a tangent there, but a week after she left, when she's basically saying, leave me alone, I want to be left alone with my son, wasn't giving us any access to Salix at all, like we've heard the grandson, we've been cut off entirely, we've been cut off. No reason for it, aside from that we expected her to actually have some responsibilities and she was living with us, and she liked that. Eli talked her into the fact that, well, you could probably move in with us and you wouldn't even expect anything. But now it's all coming to a crash, coming to a, coming to a head where she's right now. Like, they're finally supposedly kicking her out on the 22nd. So. But a week after she left, um, I tried to send an email to her. And I basically was like, like, Allie, um, like, this is not cool. Like, the promises you made when you were leaving and now, like, it's become very clear that you are, you are actually are taking the grandson away from us. And we don't deserve this. Like, you know, I really hope you make a course correction. I really hope you, you know, you, you change what you're doing because if you continue down this path, this is something that, like, hurt mom and I in such a way that I don't think I can forgive this. We heard everybody back here was being told they were taught like everybody back here in Nashville was toxic. And uh, I was trying to tell her in the email, like, everybody back here is toxic. The person that you ran away with to go move in with, they're the toxic one. Like, they're turning you against everybody. And um, I told her, well, I was like, I love you. I'm your dad. I adopted you. I chose you to be you as my daughter. I wanted to be your dad. But if you continue down this path, I do not see you and I having a very strong father-daughter relationship. And, you know, a day or so later, she replied, but she didn't reply to me. She, she copied and pasted that email. She forwarded it to her mom, my wife. And basically, in that, in that reply, basically talked about me as this so-called father figure. 
though the only dash he's ever known. And um, as far as her older sibling, he's just said, "Don't attack her. She's the only one that makes me feel safe." It's like, because uh, I basically was like, "You need to quit putting Eli on a pedestal. Like, like you know, you're fucking your life up. Like, this is not a good, good move." Mom and I only ever tried to help you. We we basically drove her to all her like her two jobs, babysat her kid for her, took care of everything, the majority of things, minus a little bit that she helped with. And you know, if she had a problem, like if she had like felt like she was paying too much, she could have talked to us and we would have worked with her. But she didn't say anything. She just kinda up and left and went around telling people that we raped her on the rent and all that stuff. Her laundry money, and then you know, I'm, I'm a bully. That part comes from two months before she left, which I guess that you know, first we're being all the lies, you know, because the last six months we were being told that she wasn't really talking to Eli, that she wasn't really hearing from him, hearing from her, and then all of a sudden we find out that they were actually talking like every day and they were making this plan for her to escape or whatever. And, Two months before she left, I came home from work, and and uh, you know we have a two-story townhome. So like I came out downstairs, of course, my wife and Allie were upstairs, and they uh, they were screaming at each other. There was a big fight going on, and I was like, oh shit! So I was like, I'm gonna stay down here. I was, but I could hear I could hear clearly what they were. You know what they were saying back and forth or whatever because my wife basically was just up there trying to be like i've been hanging out downstairs by myself i love you guys you know you and zoe wish you guys would you know come down to hang out and you know it, it turned into a screaming match because Allie would come go to work come home go lock herself in a room and according to her when she left it's like i've been crying myself to sleep for months and we're like well you never told us because she has depression issues and she refuses to go talk to anybody and refuses to get a medication to help her she instead would just hide it's easier for her to bury her head in the sand and hide and say that she can't you know the excuses i can't do such and such because of this you know i'm well familiar with depression hell i have i've had a bad Dealing with that, I've had, I've had depression in the past because of certain things. I've had depression since Allie left. Some days are better than others. Other days I just randomly will just break down crying or whatever. You know, it happens. Like I told Aaron, I said, it's not anger so much at her. I told my wife earlier, because my mother-in-law said, we need to let go of the anger towards Allie. So the wife and I were talking on the phone earlier, and I was like, you know, it's not so much anger not so much anger towards her as it is I'm still hurt. Like, the heart's still in a million pieces. Uh, still, I still, like, I don't know if I'll ever trust her again because there's been so many lies. It's like, alright, you supposedly rebuilt back trust with us but then something else happened and you destroyed it and then you took, took a year or two to rebuild it again, make us believe that you're actually on a good path and then she did this and there was like a bunch of lies that we realized were lies right before she left. Like, on the day she's leaving, we found out, you know, oh, so this and this and this and this and this, these 10 things, these were all lies. Oh, wow, okay. And then she, she swore to us she wasn't taking the grandson from us and got out of state. That, those turned out to be lies. And, um, so, it's like, 
So much drama, just so much. You know, hell, I, I could go on for two hours talking about that topic, but that's where the subject, topic of accountability comes in because it's like, it's like, you know, she's, she's a grown up, she's a grown woman now. Still, still acting like a kid, but she's technically a grown up. But no, no driver's license. Like, it's not that we didn't try to push her to do it. We literally, I think I took her out one time with the car that's not that I basically said now that car is going to be the youngest because the oldest basically acted like it was too, she was beneath her. She didn't want it. I want my, my favorite. I want my dream car. I want the car that Sam and Dean drive on Supernatural. And I was like, so what? So it could be a paperweight in the, fr the front driveway because uh, you don't have a license. But now the youngest one, is, she's the one that's saying that she, she's actually excited to learn how to drive and be able to drive herself to school and go pick up her friend and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's the point. Like, it gives you independence. Allie would complain about not having any independence, not having any freedom. And I'm like, Allie, you don't fucking drive. Well, like, I can't, I can't take the tests. I can't study for the test. I have to cram for it the night before I do it. I'm like, that's not how driving works. You gotta literally, you know, go and, uh, you know, it's like best, uh, muscle memory. The more you do it, the better, you know, the easier it gets. But she just wouldn't do it. Like she, after that one time I took her out in the Mazda to practice driving, after that, I was like, just let me know if you want everyone to go out and practice driving and we'll take you out there. Okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. She's too. It's it's too it's too convenient. Her getting uh you know rides from her older sibling or or taking an Uber, you know. So she doesn't she doesn't get her license. But then it's easy for her to use as an excuse too. As far as like I can't do that because I don't have a ride. Well, you don't have a ride because of all these other lack either decisions you made or lack of. <laughs> so, but again, other people's fault though, not hers. Other people's fault. Like, you know, and most of it's probably our fault. You know, we're her parents and we, we screwed her life up and whatever. No, 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 no. No, your life is fucked up because of stuff you've done, decisions you've made. Because my wife and I, I will defend us to the death as far as our oldest goes that we basically did everything for her. Rides to, to and from work, fed her, fed her son, babysat her son. You know, which we had no problem with because he's our grandson. We love him dearly. You know, but that's part of why it's been so miserable the last 60 months because we haven't had any access to him. All because of whatever her and Eli have actually conjured up in their heads. Like, we did this, we did that. Uh, we didn't do that. Love it when you go down the road and, like, randomly flash your brights at you as they go the other direction. I'm like, I don't have my brights on, so I don't know why you're flashing your brights at me. But, you know, so it takes me back to the, you know, where you can't make somebody grow up. You can't make somebody actually take accountability for their actions. You can't make somebody actually start making good choices. I've been saying this whole time since we found out that she's probably going to be homeless in a couple weeks unless... Unless the person she's living with, the, the unless Eli's adopted mom, unless she's bluffing. Because last year she, she did say that she was going to kick her out in June. And then she never did. So it was a very good chance. I mean, yeah, the stuff has happened. She's probably kicking her out. 
but we think that we think Allie is probably calling her bluff, and so she's hanging out, basically not thinking that she's not gonna get booted from the house. I said, well, it's my wife's all gonna go. So I wanna go up there. Like we can't let them end up in a homeless shelter. And I'm like, you know, I was like, look, I, I don't want the grandson to end up in a homeless shelter. I was like, but I was like, the way I see it is if she does not call us and express that she wants to come home, then we can't, we, we should go up there. I was like, it might come down to she ends up on the corner or on the curb because she gets booted out of the house and her stuff's out there at the curb and she's sitting on the curb with her son and, you know, maybe Sal, maybe the grandson, maybe her kiddo looks at her like, I'm hungry, mama. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh crap, I better do something. Maybe she won't. Maybe she was still sitting there like, I know, baby, I know, I'm trying to figure it out. My wife basically figures that my, that my mother-in-law would, uh, wouldn't let her stay out there, though, that she would take her in for, like, two days and tell her that she would insist that she call call my wife. And I'm like, she's not gonna. I was like, There's, I, she doesn't want to come back here. She doesn't want to come back to Nashville. She doesn't want to talk to us because she's still telling herself all the lies that she's telling everybody else about why, like, things that we supposedly did, how we wronged her, how we screwed, like, we were pocketing her money, whatever else. It's like, look, you have no idea how hard it is to survive. All you saw was a little bit of it. You were helping out a little bit towards a really, really big, you know, you were helped carrying a little bit of that huge, huge weight that the rest of us were carrying. And it's easy to look like, they were screwing me over. Really? Like, who's taking advantage of who here? Come on now. I'm not seeing most of that, though, on public, on social media, though. I'm just, like, keeping my mouth shut. I'll miss him talking about it here. I figure, yeah, it's my podcast. You know. Talking like I am right now is partially why I have held off on uh, <laughs> posting, you know, advertising that, hey, guys, I have a podcast on my, on my Facebook page because I'm like, if people find me, great. You know, but I figure I'll, I'll mention it after a while. But right now, I'm not really advertising about the podcast because I figure, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait a while. Then some people will be, <laughs> you know, some relatives or whatever could be listening and they'll come across certain episodes and I'll already have like 15, 20, 30 more episodes past that point by that point. And they could get to certain episodes and be like, oh, wow, you talked about this on this podcast. Oh, shit. I'm like, yep, I did. I'm not deleting it. <laughs> You know what I said, guys, when I started when I when I started this podcast with you guys, it was all about keeping it real, being upfront with you guys, no bullshit, you know? I know sometimes I'm trying to talk about situations without giving names and whatnot, so that way, you know, just kinda of giving a general general description, but obviously today I've talked a little bit more specifically about the fact that, you know, my daughter and her older sibling from another dad or whatever. But we can't make people we we can't like I've had so many I've had uh, the people that I've talked to recently about the situation. Um, everybody seems to have the same 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 thought. They're like she needs to hit rock bottom. She needs to basically struggle and really really get into panic mode before she realizes that how you know how good she had it and how much she really fucked up and that'll before she even thinks oh I better call you know I better try to make make amends with my parents or whatever because I'm not gonna I'm not doing so well now 
Sadly, she has too many people helping her at the moment, so she's not gonna do it. That's why I was like, she needs to go to a homeless shelter. She needs to. She needs to go have. I, I, I said it to my wife this morning that one of my favorite movies with Will Smith. Kind of, it, it's a, a little bit related to uh, the current situation. It's very similar. It's a Will Smith movie called Pursuit of Happiness. Love it. That was great. You know where Will Smith was with his kid. He was homeless, and he was basically going from staying in homeless shelters at night. He was doing going through his uh, internship, and he was selling these little machines, and doing whatever he had to do that to make money to, to support himself and his kid. And you know, and eventually, then he got the he got the one spot or something that he was interning for. Because I guess it was like a hundred people, and they were only giving it to like one person. And he, he ended up getting the spot, which then he was going to be financially doing really well, and things were going to take off for him. But he went through like it was like a six month period where he was basically with his kid, we're going to different homeless shelters at night so they could have a bed. I sent I sent that. <laughs> I was t- texting the wife this morning before I went to bed. And I told her, I was like, you know, that one movie, and I gave her that the title. She was oh, yeah. I was like, that right there. I was like, you know, like, obviously, Allie is dead set against the idea of anybody, like, her son coming to live with us or whatever, where he would have a place to go. And she could try to figure things out herself. She's like, no, no, I'm his mom. He's my son. Nobody's taking my son. Okay. So I told the wife, I said, well, I was like, technically, I was like, She's a smart kid. She's making dumbass choices. But she's a smart kid. I was like, she could, she could, te- she, could, she could make it work if she really wanted to. I said, but she'd have to actually do stuff to make it work. She couldn't just sit back and make excuses. Well, I couldn't do it because I didn't have a ride or I didn't do this. She'd have to actually be out there hit the pavement, trying to get a better job, trying to get herself into her own apartment or whatever, a place that she could have for her kid. Got it's like what is that? It's like a uh, when I was a part of doing uh, different businesses online, trying to see you know trying to see if there's something I could do. Um, you know, start making a little side gig, a little bit of money on the side. You got to take action in order to make shit happen. You can't just sit back and hope that it'll fall in your lap. Sally, that's what Ali does. She doesn't she doesn't go out there and do anything. She just sits back. And, her and Eli talk about they want this big dream life of theirs and they're gonna buy some land and what they said when they left is they're gonna they're gonna buy one of these little little miniature homes from like Home Depot or something. When they said that I thought I thought they were bullshit. But I guess I found out that that actually is a thing. I guess Home Depot does actually have you did say you could technically live in. But I laughed when I saw the cheapest one is like twenty five thousand. And so I was, you know, my brother from another mother, Rico, was telling me about it. And I saw that, I was like, bro, I was like, man, the cheapest one is 25K, and that's not even, that doesn't even count to include the land that you have to put on. I was like, yeah, Ali and Eli are saying they're going to do that. And he started laughing. He goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, unless you're willing to go try to get the better job, to make, to make the money, and put the money away so that you can actually eventually do something like that if you're just working your part-time hours ordering shit on Amazon and you know then complaining that you're broke oh, I'm broke I don't have any money okay well what useless lady did you order this week yeah and I mean it guys like I mean a lot of the stuff that ever she would order stuff 
show me. You're like, hey, Dad, look at this. Isn't this cool? Like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. But it looked cool. I'm like, well, why? Like, why did you order it? I mean, what was the point? Ah, just thought it looked cool. You know. Okay. So it was like, I don't. Part of that email to her was like, well, because she was also get tattoos and piercings and whatnot. And I, I asked her in the email when I was trying to get her to, when I was trying to plead with her to make, to try to change what she was doing. I was like, Ali, how many, how often have you seen mom and I go get tattoos and piercings? Like, how often do you see us having Amazon packages delivered? You know, because we will order stuff if we need it. Like, if it's something we need, then we'll, we'll go online, we'll place the order, have it delivered. But we don't just go online and order random shit because, you know. But, you know, that's why it's like, she, they want to be adults, but they, they want to be able to have the freedom to basically, it's like they want to live the rich lifestyle, or they can come and go as they please and spend their own money on whatever they want, and still have a place, still have a place to stay, and food on the table, and whatever, but not be struggling financially, whatever, because they're not, not helping. Nope, that's not how it works. And I guess some, for some people, it might take a little longer than, uh, might take a little longer. It might, you know, a couple more years. It might be a little bit older before the their light bulb goes off. They, wow, I need to really get my shit together. <laughs> I hope Ali does sooner rather than later. But you know, again, you know, that's why I put it out there. Like Ali, if you ever come across this podcast, I just want you to know, I love you. You're my daughter. I adopted you. I chose you. But. It did hurt you calling me a so-called father figure because basically to me that says, maybe I'm wrong, maybe you didn't mean it like this, but to me that says that I'm not your dad. When your own biological father was not the picture at all your entire life, it was me since you were five. So I really am not very appreciative of you making that comment to your mother, not to me. Both you and Eli not having the balls to actually talk to me. You guys went to her and attacked her when I said something. That's not cool. You know, if I'm saying something to you guys or whatever, and you guys don't reply to me, like Eli blocks my wife everywhere. Went off on her about how it's how it's like your husband's a bully. Blah blah blah. Um, and then blocked her everywhere. My wife literally was like, I didn't even do anything. So. That's the kind of people these two kids are right now. But, you know, and I apologize, guys. These negative, you know, these upcoming episodes, I will try to come up with uh, some topics that are hopefully a little more positive. Right now, obviously, as you guys can tell from this episode, which is me keeping real with you. I'm just being, a, I'm just being 100% real. 100%, uh, you know, um, dude, keeping it real pretty much. So, it's one of those things. Let's try to, we're just trying to do the best we can. Not much we can do about it. Uh, I, I do appreciate my mother-in-law. She's kind of bending over backwards for Allie right now. Doing what she can to help her out. She wants us to step in there and do something. And that's where I've said, like, if she doesn't call us, then we can't do anything. Like, like I basically, I don't want, you know, the grandson to end up homeless, but I figure if Allie doesn't, if his mom or daughter doesn't say something, doesn't actually express that she wants to come home and work on things, then basically, and she, that's how hard, hard-headed she is. 
how stubborn she's gonna dig her heels in she's just gonna end up on the curb not knowing where to go and still refusing to call us like her grandmother will take her in for two days and then she'll still refuse to call us because of piece of excuse like well i can't call them because of this so we don't know what's gonna happen but you know what i told my wife i said you know what i said i think we should just not worry about it too much right now just let whatever's gonna happen happen and if you get a call on the 21st surprisingly if you get a call on the 21st from her and she she expresses wanting to come home and work on things then okay we'll go up and get her if she doesn't then we'll still have my mother-in-law basically saying like like she needs to come home she needs to come down there she needs to do something and we'll be like well she still doesn't talk to us so i'm like we're not going to come up there and throw her in the car and drag her down here because she's technically grown up she's going to be 23 in april so she's technically <laughs> i use air quotes there technically an adult so that's what she wants to do this is but we we also think that she's kind of hanging out calling calling uh the bluff of eli's mom thinking that her, she's not really gonna kick her out and we'll see i've wondered that too like if after the 22nd she's still living at that house and be like well you're the one that keeps saying you're gonna kick her out then you don't follow through so she's just gonna hang out there you know but we've heard rumors of that she's gonna be trying to sell the house so she, she may be serious this time but we'll see what's gonna happen <laughs> But thankfully, you know, like the last six months or whatever, I've been telling, telling friends or whatever, saying, you know what, part of why I'm able to stress less is because I'm like, look, she's made herself someone else's problem. Like, she's not our problem. She moved away and blamed us for whatever things that she's made up or whatever. And, you know, now, you know, her host family or whatever is stressed because she's basically hiding in the basement or hiding in her room and not doing anything and they're like look like she's not doing anything she's ignoring us whatever like eh, well, that's what she's doing here but you guys want to let her in because they gave you the sob story about stuff we supposedly did to her so have fun <laughs> so anyway guys if you got people in your life that you know whether they're kids whether they're just friends of yours that aren't really getting their life in order and they're blaming everyone else for their problems eh, try not to stress about it too much we can only do it's like me with Allie I thought man I feel like I failed her as a dad but I thought you know what I did my best I bent over backwards for her gave her rides to and from work uh, I was always there like I was always hanging out with her son you know his, his Alex and me were really tight I pray to God that whenever we do reconnect in the future whether it's in a couple weeks or if it's in like 10 years I pray to God that me and my wife and our grandson that we still have a connection because we don't know if they're talking negatively about us to him even though he's like four years old i wouldn't put a pass though you know and pop up or abuse him like, we don't want to go back there i don't know i can see them doing that like they're that they're that vindictive but, oh well it's all good you know so sorry for getting some stuff off my chest with you guys but kind of went along with that you know accountability topic today you know so anyway as i always say guys keep pushing forward keep believing this doing it that's probably why i'm talking about this episode the way that the way that i am because tonight i was like you know what i'm always preaching keep moving forward do whatever you have to do keep moving forward for me doing these episodes getting them posted and not slacking and saying you know what i'm just not gonna do one i'm only gonna do one this week me, me continuing to post it as part of me moving forward 
me getting up and doing my job every day, even though I'd rather sleep the entire day or whatever. Obviously, because of you know my depression because of the all the crap with my kennel or whatever. That's me moving forward, you know. So all we can do is be the best we can, be the best parent we can, be the best employee we can. You know, be there for our friends the best. Be there for be there for our kids and our friends and our relatives, whatever, the best we can. Try to be the best person we can. Treat others with respect and not make advice about it. All we can do is just be the best people we can, and you know that's pretty much. You know, and if other people do, <laughs> if other people still find fault in you, like, well, you know, I still like them or whatever because they're like this. But you really aren't like that. But you know, just let it brush off you. You know, because you, like, like I said, you're doing the best you can, and and it's still not good enough. Eh, fuck it. You know. So anyway, guys, keep pushing forward. Keep believing. Um, believe you can. Believe you will. And you're already halfway there. We only fail if we quit, give up, and walk away. So keep moving forward, guys. So. I appreciate you guys all being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new to this podcast, uh, feel free to like and follow. Feel free to tell your friends about it. You know, if you found any, if this is your first episode, I promise you there's other episodes prior to this that are not quite as <laughs> dramatic as this one. So if you found this to be a little bit much, I apologize. No, it's like that. Future episodes, you know, I'm going to try to find some topics that we can talk about that are not as dramatic as talking about, you know, family drama, for instance. But, but anyway, guys, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, keep tuning in. Appreciate you being here. And I will see you guys again on episode 32. Have a good one. <laughs>